The Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of The Hangover. I'm Daniel. Alongside with me is Shannon White. As always, Shannon, how's it going, my man? How was your weekend? Oh, it was a nice weekend. Uh, it's uh, it's always kind of strange your first weekend without any NFL football. So, yeah. you know, but we we focused on other things and just, you know, get more family time. And But uh, it, it's tough. I miss the NFL, uh, you know, when, it, when the season's over. And, but you know, now you get to start looking at the, all the off season activities and, and, uh, so it, it, you know, it keeps us busy, but I do miss the games. Oh, I do too, man. I, like I said, when, you know, when that conversation started coming up where people were saying, I don't want to see the Steelers in the playoffs or this or that, I was like, man, you guys are crazy. Cause <laughs> as soon as that season is over, you can't wait to see it's him over. again on the field, you know. <laughs> it's it's a uh, there's that you know dull time, and and that's where we're at. And right now, there's just seems to be a lot of talk and rumors and controversy, uh, none bigger than the uh, the biggest position that's been the talk, you know, since the Steelers 2023 2024 season ended, and that is the quarterback position. Now, this weekend, Gary Dulac came out spoke about there being an internal division about the quarterback position you know, stated that there were some within the organization that were, you know, more for pro towards Rudolph and others more pro and for towards Kenny Pickett. Now, before we get into, you know, how true and all those things are, uh, Shannon, if these things are true, how can that play a role? Like if the Steelers end up going back and signing Rudolph, you know, how, how, how can this affect the locker room when you have you know, persons in the organization favoring one quarterback over the other and vice versa. Well, you never want a quarterback controversy because, um, you know, it, it can splinter the locker room just like last season, the decision to bring back Matt Canada. Uh, Mid-season, there was a lot of talk about Mike Tomlin was losing the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we know part of it was over the displeasure with Matt Canada's offense. Multiple players had said so. Uh, so it sounds like this could have been another thing they were displeased over. And it's hard to be the head coach when you have disgruntled employees, let's say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that's over now. They've got Arthur Smith. Uh, now they've got to allow Arthur Smith to assemble a coaching staff that he's comfortable with, which, you know, they've made three recent hires last week that I'm excited about. Uh, and it's so obviously, I feel Arthur Smith was on board with that. And now they got to let him decide who he wants running his offense, uh, who he feels is a good fit, um, at quarterback. And, and, uh, you know, they're going to be getting some new linemen, new receivers, but you could do all that now because you know what the offense is going to look like. You know, who's running it and who's in charge. And unlike Matt Canada, this is a professional who has quite a few years experience under his belt working in different schemes with different uh, superiors. And he's going to bring the, his blend uh, of everything he's learned into the still city. And I'm really excited about it. Um, it. It still remains to be seen who's going to be the starting quarterback, but I have to believe that Arthur Smith's going to have a huge say so in that. Right. But, you know, is, is there, is there an issue having, you know, the organization split? Like, can that cause friction in the locker room? Can that cause an issue between the quarterbacks? Uh, I know that, you know, 
um, Gary Dulac, he was on Rich Eisen's show earlier today, kind of clarifying what that internal division was, saying that for the most part, it's the players, you know, that George and, and Deontay were in favor of, of Rudolph towards the end of the season. And it seems like, you know, they'd be in favor of him being QB1. Can that affect or can that divide the locker room in a way that is unproductive? Or, you know, I know that, you know, Mike Tomlin was asked about that, you know, similar situation at the end of the year press conference, you know, about Deontay Johnson's comments for, you know, support of Mason Rudolph. And and he says he he welcomes it. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that it's uh, it's as easy as welcoming in, you know, that competition? Or do you think that that can really divide this this locker room? Well, I can. That'll a lot to depend on two things. The it'll depend on the head coach and what kind of pull and influence he has within that locker room. Mm-hmm. It also depends on if you're winning or not. I mean, let's just go back and look at the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen was not feeding the ball to Stephen Diggs like he normally did at different point. He started out the year really hot. Steve started to take Diggs away. Diggs wasn't happy. He made it very vocal. His brother, who plays for the Cowboys, he was talking about it, making it very vocal. Um, you know, that became an issue. Patrick Mahomes had issues with his receivers because he couldn't hang on to the ball. Um, you know, we, we see a lot of, you know, man, when the Cowboys season ended like it did, all the players seemed like they were against Dax, and he was an MVP candidate. But he didn't win when he had to win, and Next thing you know, players are coming out. They're not supporting him. So do you trade him? I mean, there's always going to be internal conflicts and disagreements. And receivers have a very short memory. They're like, hey, you know, the offense, I want to catch the ball. Rudolph come in, and we play better at the end of the year, and I was catching the ball, and I want to stick with that. I want mm-hmm. So um, Rudolph wouldn't care who was throwing the ball. I mean um, – Deontay Johnson wouldn't care who's throwing the ball as long as he's getting targets and and catches and and he's getting his numbers. You'll see they could be losing a game by three touchdowns and one of them will catch a touchdown they'll start celebrating. That's true. Difference in the modern NFL and the way it used to be. So I don't think there's really a danger of having a major, um, you know, disagreement or or conflict in the locker room if Rudolph comes back. Uh, right now he's a free agent, so we'll have to see what happens. But it won't matter if they bring in, they trade for Justin Fields or they sign Brissette or whoever the quarterback is, they're going to be fighting for targets because they want to get theirs. You know, it's about the brand yeah. for a lot of these receivers. Um, of course, there's there's a good chance when you look at Arthur Smith's offense, Deontay Johnson is not a good fit. So there's a good chance he might not even be here next year. So that's going to be up to Tomlin and, uh, you know, Con and Weidel and Arthur Smith to decide who's the best fit, who they want to be there in next year's offense. Um, and I think that they'll take in these kind of discussions. Is this a potential conflict or not? You know, when they make their decisions. So, um, but right now, I don't think there's an issue at all. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I don't think there's one here right now as well. I think that, you know, if the you know, things are – the Steelers are losing, uh, then that's when you start to see the problems, oh, yeah. right? Winning winning kind of cures everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but 
you know, the there's been some some more reports that I have seen. I'm, I'm not sure how true they are. I mean, these are all just kind of people's opinions at the end of the day uh, from insiders and whatnot from for the Steelers that it does seem like the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make a move to try to to re retain Mason Rudolph. And, and if done so, that there will be a quarterback, you know, um, competition there. Yes. You know, my, my question for you is, um, what exactly can Kenny Pickett do in training camp or in preseason that's going to out look, you know, outperform or outshow what Mason Rudolph was able to do in the last four games that were actual regular season games, especially when Kenny Pickett had a preseason in the which he did where he was, I think he had a perfect rating throughout the entire preseason then translate into the regular season, you know, w- what does that competition look like? Well, this will be the first true quarterback competition the Steelers have had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if Rudolph comes back or, uh, you know, even if they was to make a trade for a quarterback, unless you're bringing in one of the top free agents, there, uh, there's going to be a quarterback competition this year because Pickett has not proven anything to, you know, his main thing is he was the first round draft pick and they want to give him another chance in a competent scheme with a competent offensive coordinator, which he has never known, uh, at least at the NFL level. So, Mm -hmm. but it will be an open competition and, you know, they will be judging differently now because you, you know, Pickett is no longer a rookie, like when it was supposedly him and Trubisky and, Rudolph, but we kind of knew that Trubisky being the, the free agent signee, he was going to start. And then Pickett was the first round draft pick and Rudolph really didn't get a shot in that. He was relegated to third. And then they had the same quarterback grouping last year. So that has to change. Well, it's definitely going to now, as we know, because Trubisky's gone. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm anxious to see a real competition where you will evaluate more fairly. Um, and the only way to do that in a preseason setting is to give each guy true reps with the first team and, and you're going to have to base it on, uh, training camp practices and preseason action. And, you know, you'd have to say that Rudolph would have an advantage, uh, with what he showed at the end of last year or this year, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, uh, you know, if anything, it's going to be the only thing that really the picket will have as a claim to fame in this competition is his draft pedigree. And and I think the Steelers are past that. I think that, that Tomlin and the whole group, you know, and, and Culver's not there uh, for Rudolph either because, you know, we know that Culver was a big fan of Rudolph. Mm-hmm. So I think this would be the, the a real true competition. And right now, if Rudolph does resign, I think he would be the favorite. <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree. I, I think he would be the favorite. If it's not Rudolph, I think that whoever they do bring in would probably also m- might still be the favorite. I mean, you, you're going to pay this guy to come in. Uh, you're going to have to pay somebody who's able and you know um, able to be a starting quarterback. If you're wanting, you know, true competition, those guys aren't cheap. You know, no, for no. one, you know, they're going to expect to be the starter for two. And then you also have to pay what the dead cap was for Mitch Trubisky. You know, yeah, you, we, the Steelers saved some money there, but they're still owed him some. So he's still getting a, a check this year, you know, by the Steelers. And so you kind of have to 
you know, put that into this quarterback, that's that's a pretty good amount of money that they're going to be paying for somebody to come back and back up Kenny Pickett. I'm not sure that's the, you know, I don't know if that makes sense business-wise. Now, obviously, he's a first-round pick, and, you know, that value there of him being a first-rounder, that's that holds a lot of weight. What do you think? Do you think that if there is a true competition and the Steelers are going to bring in somebody that's going to compete with him, that it's – you know, that they're going to be the favorite. Or do you think Kenny's going to be the favorite in this competition? I think they, in their mind, they want to give him a fair shot. <clears throat> but again, I believe it's mainly because one, his draft pedigree, and two, they admire the young man for his work ethic, his competitiveness. Uh, you know, you have so many guys that have all the talent and they don't have the work ethic, they don't have the clutchability, they don't have the character. Right now, Pickett's the opposite. The questions rely in in his ability to process and read the field, and in, can he stay healthy? And you know, it's funny. It's 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 kind of backwards. Usually, you you know the guy's got the talent, but can he be clutch? Well, with Kenny, it's the opposite. So, um, we, there's different guys that that would make sense for the Steelers to look at. The problem is you've got out of this draft class. And next year, what is projected to be available? Um, I don't see a lot of answers. Uh, they might get one or two potential franchise guys out of these two classes. And I don't like what's coming out of free agency either. No. Uh, so we've been talking a lot in, in all of our podcast about one of my catchphrases is outside the box thinking. The Steelers... Uh, right now, they're caught on this, you know, it's like flatline. When somebody passes that, you know, it's just it, it, it's just real comfortable. The norm is to be slightly above average. Non-losing season. The streak is alive. But they're not going up or down. Trajectory has to be up or down. This don't get nothing. It doesn't accomplish anything. So the Steelers don't plan on being bad enough to get a top draft pick if they think that one of these guys is a potential franchise guy, right now they're always in the 20s picking. So they're, you're going to have to give up the house and your future to try to move up. So if you're wrong, you're screwed. And, or you can try to trade for somebody. The problem is you don't go after one of the top three agents until you consider yourself to be a contender, which I don't think the, the stores are there yet. You don't get a Kirk Cousins or, say, try to trade for Matt Stafford, you only do that if you've got a team that is right there and they just need the quarterback. Like the Rams a few years ago. The Rams, you know, they traded for Matt Stafford, brought in the, their franchise quarterback, and they won a Super Bowl. Now, it might have set them back for a few years. Mm -hmm. But the objective should be, for any professional football team, the objective should be to win the Super Bowl, especially when you're a Steelers franchise that has six of them. So um, I think the stores are going to have to get creative and get out of their comfort zone to find their next true franchise quarterback. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you there. You know, I think that it would probably be better to find that quarterback, you know, in the draft where you can, you know, grow them. They can believe into the system, the organization, you know, the whole nine yards. In my opinion, now, like you said, the Steelers are in the 20s. They have too many holes. 
in my opinion, to go up mm-hmm. there and, and try to trade away to to get that QB. Although I do think that the offense, you know, it's probably a QB, maybe a center away of of really, really being good. Um, you know, Isaac said, do you think that Deontay Johnson fits Arthur Smith's offense? I think Deontay Johnson is a player that can get open. Uh, I think that you would try to work something for him, but you know, the way I'm trying to, cause no, not really. Um, I don't think so. I think he has value for right. a lot of teams. Yes. And, but with Arthur Smith's hiring, that it makes me even more to believe even more that he's not the right fit. And, you know, why he has this value for other teams to trade him and bring in guys because Arthur Smith's successful offense is predicated on a strong offensive line, which we all agree the Steelers have got to focus on this offseason. Then it is on bigger receivers who could block for that running game and bigger receivers who could get yak yards. You have to get yards after catch. That's Deontay Johnson's great weakness. That's his kryptonite. He he is no longer a fit. He needs to be moved. Uh, Why he has values the highest. Because if he comes back, he's not going to be very successful in this offense, I'm afraid. And that's going to hurt his value. Of course, he'll be a free agent and he can do what he wants. But I think why the stores could get value for him Maybe a third-round pick. You know, I don't know. But they need to move on from him now, be shopping him, and, bring you know, where they can bring in extra draft capital and bring in a guy who will fit the offense. Uh, But like I said, I just see holes at tackle, at center. They need two wide receivers minimum on the offensive side. And then when we're really honest and we look at the defensive side, there's holes on all every level where they need an upgrade. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. I just think that the first focus has to be rebuild so that when you do get your quarterback, if if whoever it proves to be, if it's Rudolph, it's Pickett, you trade for Fields, you you know, when you, you get that guy the best situation to be successful. Because right now, um, the more I'm looking into it, I see more potential problems uh, – then I see solutions. I mean, what a huge problem this offseason is going to be how to handle the Cam Hayward situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's something that we're going to get into on the other side of the break. Uh, we're going to take a quick one real quick. Those on YouTube, we're not going anywhere. Those on the audio only side will be right back after a few words of our sponsors. Mm-hmm. And we're back. Welcome back to the hangover. I'm Daniel alongside with me is Shannon. We're talking about the Steelers. We're talking about, you know, the quarterback controversy. The future is now. It's here. Uh, this 2024 season is is basically about to to begin. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, you had a couple. You, you have an article that's coming out or has come out. Uh, can you tell everybody where they can find it and what it, you know, kind of a little premises about what it's about? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, the Steel Curtain Network. Um, it will should post tomorrow at eleven. Um. We're, I don't really like to write about draft prospects until after the combine because when you put the factory in the combine and your pro days, so much changes. Um, guys go up, guys go down based on the measurements, poor testing. So 
right at this point in the offseason, I like to focus on free agency and who, what the stores may do with their own free agents and who is a potential fit that's available. Now, of course, there's guys we all could dream about. I mean, I could write about this. This article is uh, offseason shopping with the Steelers, and it's focusing on defensive tackle. Now, I could write about Chris Jones and fantasize about the Steelers getting him, but that is, you know, uh, there's no way. But there is other guys out there that can really upgrade the Steelers' line, especially nose tackle. Because we seen last year, Keanu Benton was playing out of position there because he's a man-child. He's big enough and strong enough to do it, but that's wasting his potential. He's a, in the future, he'll be like a Cam Hayward replacement. So they need that big body in the middle. They need that guy to stuff the run and, and make life easier on the back uh, part of the defense. And so that's what the article's about. Maybe some guys that they can afford um, and, you know, more realistic options. So, and also I love the discussions, uh, Daniel, when we get to talk uh, in the discussion threads with, we have such a knowledgeable fan base and a knowledgeable community at SCN that we learn, you know, they, they say, well, what about this guy? How do you think this guy will be a fit? And it, and it makes me want to do a deeper dive and see what, um, what they're saying that maybe I missed. And, and so I really enjoy that. Uh, and I enjoy the discussion. So yeah, that should be posted tomorrow at 11. Awesome, man. Go check it out. You can see a lot of other content there from other articles, breaking news to finding our audio only side uh, podcast where you'll you'll hear all the shows that come out on YouTube and, and a few others, including mine called State of the Steelers, which airs out on Fridays at around noon. And it is the um, audio only. You won't be able to find it here on YouTube. So go check that out when you when you get a chance. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your your podcast. So let's get back into this before we get into cam. You, you, you spoke about Deontay Johnson. He's going into the last, last year uh, of his contract. Last time he was in this situation, he did a hold in. Uh, there's been some talks that there, that might be the case this year. Do, do you think the, uh, the Steelers end up, you know, how do you, how is this going to play out with Deontay? You think they're going to extend him? You think they're going to, Going to trade him. I know you said that he doesn't fit Arthur Smith's um, wide receiver, uh, what Arthur Smith wants in a wide receiver. However, I, I don't think you have much of replacements on the team right now, you know, for him. So how, how, how would, how do you think the Steelers are going to go about that? It's going to be interesting. This is the worst wide receiver room that I can remember. Uh, and that the Steelers have George Pickens, who has the potential to be a wide receiver one, but he hasn't got there yet. Then you have Deontay Johnson, who's a very solid number two. After that, you have nobody. I mean, Calvin Austin III is a very fast gadget guy <clears throat> that will be able to be utilized uh, in Arthur Smith's offense as a gadget guy, but he's probably going to be a wide receiver five at best. Uh, so that means the Steelers have definitely, because Miles Boykin is a special teams guy. He doesn't offer anything as a receiver other than blocking, but he's just not a threat as a receiver. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and Allen Robertson was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Steelers did some great things last offseason, but bringing him in was a mistake. And now he's doing what he's doing, and he's not worth it. His, his career's coming to an end. So they need at least two wide receivers. Because uh, we know that Arthur Smith will use a lot of two tight end sets. So, you know, you might go three tight ends and and less receivers this year mm-hmm. than they have in the past. So, uh, But I see the more I look at it and I see that Deontay Johnson will not be a good fit for this, and the Steelers do need more than George Pickens, obviously, um, I think it's going to make the Steelers focus on free agency, maybe bring in a guy like uh, Jennings, from uh, the 49ers, you know, he had a good Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his value should be down a little bit because he's a wide receiver three for them. Right. I think he could be a, a larger body slot receiver for the Steelers. And mm-hmm. he's an excellent blocker. And uh, so just guys like that has more value in Arthur Smith's offense than Deontay Johnson will. And you want to... You know, a lot of times teams want to trade a guy when they have value and they only got one year left on the contract anyway, especially if it's somebody they're not going to re-sign. Well, if Arthur Smith's, you know, what, he's going to be here for three years, you know, unless something disastrous happens. So Deontay Johnson will never be a good fit. So I'm not saying, well, trade Deontay Johnson because we got all these options behind him. The Steelers don't. But you're also, the truth's the truth, and he's not a good fit for this offense. So I expect them to move him this offseason. Right. Yeah, I think I think it's possible. Um, obviously, they're going to do one or two things. They're going to they're going to keep him or move on. Uh, but I think it's it's a little concerning to move on for him, him at this point right now. Just because if you do, there's a bunch of question marks. Yeah, you're going to go into free agency, and, and maybe you can pick up somebody. I mean, you're, you're going to pay a lot if you're going to pick up somebody better than Deontay Johnson, and, and that's. Well, I didn't say better. I said a better fit. Right. You know, I'm I'm talking about guys that are currently wide receiver uh, twos, borderline or wide receiver three. And there's guys in this draft, mid-round guys that are, would be a much better fit. Right. I I don't disagree with that. What what I'm saying is he's like a a key, like a wide receiver one and has been the wide receiver one in this offense. So if you're going to replace him with another wide receiver one, that's going to cost quite a bit. So if you replace him with a better fit, like you mentioned, with a slot guy, uh, that's going to leave a hole there as the wide receiver one or wide receiver two. And, um, I mean, yeah, you got Jennings. You got some other guys that can come in. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers draft Brendan Rice out of USC. He's uh, Jerry Rice's kid. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about him, yeah. Six foot three, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty quick, big guy, 210. So, you know, he seems like a guy that – uh, you would you would think that probably would fit an Arthur Smith type offense, um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they do it, and 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 to see what they end up getting back for him if it ends up happening. Uh, if the Steelers end up trading, what what is the what do you think that is? What is the uh, the, the the capital they get returned? Well, it's going to a lot depend on who's interested and his fit in that offense, like. You looked at Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, he would be a great fit for Kansas City. Uh, they didn't have anybody that could catch the ball consistently at receiver last year. Everything was through Kelsey 
and Eva Gray, the the second tight end. So, uh, but it's you know his value is going to be higher for some teams than it will others. Uh, uh, a dome team. Let's say you're Atlanta, and you address your quarterback issue, and you've got um, uh, I can't think of all their their players now, uh, but they've got the big body uh, wide receiver. Uh, his name Drake is Texas me, huh? Drake London. Yes. So they have him in in a dome, which we know Deontay loves the dome. Uh, you get him as your number two, and he can use that quickness on that turf. In, in optimal weather, you know, or optimal conditions, I think it's a great fit. Yeah. Uh, you put him on Dallas, uh, uh, you know, opposite um, Lamb. Uh, their uh, star receiver. I can't think of his name either. But, Lamb. Yeah. And so there's teams that he would be a really a great fit for. Mm-hmm. And, and you could have him kind of on a one-year lease before you had to sign him to a bigger contract. Because uh, you know, but I'm just saying that everything I'm seeing, he is not a good fit for Smith's offense. So while the the opportunity is good, and he had a stronger season last year, finally caught some touchdowns, and you know, and uh, uh, now would be the time to move him. And I would consider a third round a good uh, compensation. Second round would be great, but mm-hmm. you know, you just have to see. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that. You know, free agency is going to play a pivotal role in who, where the Steelers go in the draft. Obviously, um, you know a lot of these positions that we see that our our holes are going to get filled uh, when when the free agency opens up. And so, you know, the positions of need when the draft comes around may not be the same as they are today. So it's just something we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, but well, you free brought, agency is the key. Yeah, yeah, free agency is the key. You brought up Cam Cam Hayward earlier. He had surgery. Uh, apparently earlier this week, uh, he posted up a video on social media saying that it's you know time to get back to feeling good again. Uh, I felt that he had a really down year this past year. Um, you know, I, I thought he, uh, part of it was partially because of the injury that he had gotten early on in the season. By all apparent means, it affected him and it lingered him throughout the entire season. You know, maybe it's not father time, or well, I guess it could be. Father time starts with the injuries. Yep. He's slated to get over $22 million, doesn't want to take a pay cut. Uh, how, how does this work out? Well, everybody that, I, you know, I, I was very discouraged and everybody's like, void years, void years. It's not a problem. Well, I just know that Kevin Colbert kicked the can down the road mm-hmm. so long. And then it hit 2020, you know, pandemic, salary cap was reduced. And it hit the Steelers harder than anybody. And and that's why you had an old Ben Roethlisberger behind an atrocious offensive line, which is never a good combination. Um, so I, I don't want to see that down the line. I don't. I don't want to kick the can down the line. I don't like void years. But in this case, this is a special case. Very seldom do guys play their whole career with one team. We've been spoiled in that the Steelers greats. Almost all of them stayed with the Steelers their whole career. It, it's crazy. I mean, you you think of how much it hurt to see Rod Woodson go elsewhere or, or different people. But most of the time, we've got to watch them play their whole career in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm thankful for that. 
But free agency is not going to allow that to happen anymore. Um, it's just not. And so I was ready when I heard them Cam say he, he was not interested in taking a pay cut. I was like, well, it's time for Cam to go bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, which would be terrible timing with him just being honored with the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. and But he's no longer a $22 million a year player. Mm-hmm. But as everybody keeps telling me, with the void years, you can make it work. And that would be the best option for both parties. If Cam Hayward's okay playing the rest of his career, where he probably won't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. That could be the one thing keeping him out of the Hall of Fame. So would he rather maybe the Steelers seek to try to move him to a contender where he would at least have a shot for a Super Bowl? You know, that's up to him. I think he's earned that respect that he could sit down with, you know, the Roonies and Tomlin and Khan and discuss, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to, you know, even if I, maybe he'll say, hey, I want to be in Pittsburgh regardless if I win a Super Bowl or not. But you're getting to the age with him and TJ because, you know, JJ was about the same age when his injury started popping up every year. Mm -hmm. Now, we all hope that TJ doesn't take that after JJ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, you know, it's something to think about. Uh, because you want these guys to have every opportunity to, you know, continue to add to their Hall of Fame resume. Yeah. So I, I love Cam Hayward. Uh, uh, I almost wore his jersey tonight. But I, I'm just like, in a perfect world, he would take a more reasonable salary, maybe spread it out where you wouldn't have to do the void years. Mm-hmm. And then he would be willing to, to slide into no tackle. Because it's easier to find a guy who could play end and have that versatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a few guys in this draft that it is to find your starting caliber nose tackle. And I believe Hayward could do like Tyson Alulu did at the end of his career, where he extended his career and his effectiveness with the Steelers by moving to nose tackle. And the Steelers had the best front three uh, in the NFL there uh, with Tuit and Alulu and Hayward. And and Hayward is super strong. And at this point, his value is how he can control and manipulate the middle of a defense because he's no longer an elite pass rusher. Right. But I mean, how much were the Steelers paying? How much were the Steelers paying Tyson Alualu? And, and I, I'm not sure if um, Cam's going to. He's going to have to take a pay cut. I mean, nobody's going to pay $22 million for a, north, for a nose tackle. No. no. You know, well, so. well, they're not going to pay him. Nobody's going to give him that kind of money now. Yeah. Whether yeah. he stays at the end or where he's playing. Right. Uh, he's just not He's just not worth that anymore. Yeah. You know, I think that's – when it comes to some of these great players and, and when it comes to the end of their career, yeah, there's the, the respect and, and the things that they have done, but – you know, the, at the end of the day, the NFL is a business. And when you pay a player, it's for what they're going to do, not for what they did. And when you have yeah. a player that's kind of going down with injuries and things like that, getting up there in age. He's uh, going to be 35. So, yeah, it's it's a little, you know, father time catches everybody. And it starts off yeah. with, you know, these injuries that linger longer than they should require surgery when 
previously they wouldn't have. And now you're in a situation where, you know, the NFL is 17 weeks long. You know, unless you're a team that, you know, is is winning 14, 15 games a year, uh, you're going to have to, if you go to, in in the playoffs, you're going to play week one. And if you're going where you want to go, that's, that's a lot of games. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? For somebody, you know, up there in age and stuff, it's going to be tough. Um, I don't want to see him go, obviously. You know, he's a captain. He's uh, he's a guy that brings the culture of the Pittsburgh Steelers, keeps everybody in line. And when healthy, he, he's, a, he's a dominant factor. I just think that the Steelers probably need to start planning uh, for the future and also, you know, maybe do financially what's best for the team. And and we'll see how that goes and where that goes. I, I think it'd be tough to see him in another uniform, uh, especially if it's a team that the Steelers have to see this upcoming year. <laughs> yes. You know, if he ends up going to a contender, he, he could go to, you know, the team that just won the Super Bowl. And uh, they come to they come to Pittsburgh, I, I believe. Or, or the Steelers yeah, they come there. to Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, they do come to Pittsburgh. So uh, that'd be interesting. How do you think if he ended up on a team – uh, other than the Steelers, and he he found himself back in Acreshore. How, how do how do the fans respond to him? Oh, I, I think that um, most fans, the majority of fans, understand this is a business and know what he has meant to this organization, know what he's meant to the city. Um, you know, he represents the the NFL, not just the Pittsburgh Steelers, because this is the kind of quality gentlemen that the league wants they want to be uh the face of the nfl Mm -hmm. and uh so i think that people would understand if it was handled correctly and they can you know part ways amicably you know because um you know nobody wants a contract uh you know conflict or a holdout or you know those kind of things turn fans over time against guys. But if they could come to a peaceful agreement and say, hey, you know, we love Cam. We don't want Cam to go anywhere, but we're trying to do what's best for Cam and the organization. I think the majority of fans would understand that. Yeah, I do too. I don't think there would be any ill, Ill remorse there. Uh, it'd be interesting though. You know, usually when there's players or brothers that are players and play for opposite teams, they're usually on the same side of the the ball, not, not the case for Connor Hayward and yeah. Cam Hayward. So that, that'll be interesting to see how, how that, you know, potentially could play out if they ever, you know, it comes to a, a point where Cam has to tackle Connor in a real game. <laughs> <laughs> yep, my, yeah. my I'm sure was... they've done it plenty of times, <laughs> you know, growing up and, and even on Thanksgiving, let's say in the backyard. So I, I, I'm sure that uh, that intensity uh, would would overcome that brotherly love. <laughs> yeah, and even at 35, my money's still on Cam on that oh, matchup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, do you have anything else um, there, there, Shannon, before we call it a show? No, um, I, I did want to mention, as you mm-hmm. see my shirt, if the Steelers, you know, Brother Duck got mentioned last night and when his girlfriend, Lainey Wilson, won an award. Now, I don't watch the award stuff, but it was mentioned on my Twitter that and she called out Brother Duck. And and uh, um, I've, I've, I've talked to Brother Duck periodically on Twitter, and, I, and I'm really happy for him and her and her success, and he's very supportive. And then it started thinking, 
look how great it worked for the Chiefs this year to have, you know, Kelsey and Swift. <laughs> well, the Steelers could bring Brother Ducky in as the th- as quarterback three, emergency quarterback, save some money because he, he'll play for less than what a lot of these guys will. And we could have Laney Wilson at every game, and we could see her on the screen. And 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 I think somebody said it having a Swift around made the Chiefs like $337 million this year. Mm-hmm. It's an astronomical number. Even if the Laney Wilson couldn't hit those numbers, she's still gonna bring in a lot of maybe you know fans that the stores doesn't already have. And so I just want to have everybody think about it. <laughs> and, you know, about maybe having Doug Hodges come back and try out for that quarterback three, because I love a dude, man. He's just, he's just a country boy. He's down to earth. And, and, uh, uh, and a quarterback three, most times he's going to be holding a clipboard anyway. Well, maybe, I mean, I'm not sure how Mason Rudolph would feel if he ends up getting re-signed <laughs> and then they brought Doug back. <laughs> he Doug ain't taking his position. Don't worry. <laughs> well, guys, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Please hit that like and subscribe button and ring that notification bell. Uh, without further ado, uh, take us out, my man. <laughs>